studio. Hey, hey, I want to shout out to all of the healthcare workers. And when I say that, I don't just mean doctors and nurses. I mean the orderlies. I mean the janitors. I mean the people who work in the cafeteria. I mean the people who haul dead bodies out because they're dying from COVID and other causes. I want to shout out to all of you guys. I appreciate you deeply. Um, and on that note, here's what we're going to do. Are we going to play a game? Do you want to play a game? <laughs> no, this is not Saw. Okay. Although health co-workers do use those. Uh, yes, some of them do. Usually when they are. It's not a good thing. Firemen also. That, yeah, correct. And the Jaws of Life. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Listen. To be difficult. How was your day? My day was much better than Monday. Monday I was dead to the world because I made poor decisions on Saturday and Sunday. See, I feel like Sunday was your day to recover from the poor decisions that we all made on Saturday. Uh, it was, but the football games weren't exciting. <sighs> We're going to get into this. And I lost bets. Later. I was doing so well until the Bills game. Now I'm down to like 20 bucks in my bookie account. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, today, though. Huh? Today. Today? I mean, today was all right. Yeah. How was work? What's going I know, on? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Every man hates when somebody asks them, how was work? So basically, I'm just trolling right now. Good. Good. I hate that. My day, I went to work. What the fuck do you want to know? Right. Nothing exciting happened. Okay, so how was my day? Hey, did you ever have to get angle ABS tested or approved? I would have not taken that order. That's what I thought. Unless I charged 5,000% markup. That is exactly what I told the person at work that has one of your ex-accounts. I want to know who it is, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. That is exactly what I yeah, said. I being, said, here's what you do. They're being done. Go put an absurd number on this yes. and then tell them it's 10 to 12 weeks. That's what I did with NOV. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, $20,000 for this. Eight thousand dollars worth of steel. Okay, you want to do it? I'm glad I'm still. I'm still knowing. I'm, I'm yeah. still doing it right. Not not every. What what did he say? There's no bad orders, just bad pricing. Just bad pricing. And well, I guess he's right. At some point, the pricing is going to be so ridiculous that well, you save yourself stress or you make a lot of money. One of the two. I'm I'm being bitched at today for taking a job for five by five by three one three sharpie. I'm only charging a dollar ten a pound. I have I've been out of the game for so long. I don't know how much that shit is worth anymore. Okay, and I'm pretty sure our listeners they don't know either what I just said. Fuck about <laughs> what you're talking about. So here's how oh. my day went. Okay, I woke up tired. Wait, wait, I didn't ask. I don't care. And in, <laughs> and in pain. Uh, I've been dealing with pain for a few years. Uh, nerve pain. I don't know. Have we ever talked about this shit on the show before? I'm I don't know. Sure, we have. Um, there's been 114 episodes, Christian. It's been, it's been bad, man, and it's been getting worse to the point where I'm like, I'm just tired, like tired of being alive. Mm. Um, would it help if I sang Bare Naked Ladies to you? It would not help okay. at all because you said it's been like three times, and I have not break broken out into song and dance yet. God damn it! And I really want to. Anyway. <laughs> Like a week or two ago, my neurologist said, hey, go get a brain scan 
So I go and get that shit, right? And it takes two and a half hours, even though it's only a 25-minute procedure. That's a cool movie, by the way. So, brain scan? Mm -hmm. All right. Edward Furlong. We'll check that out. I think. Never. (laughs) (laughs) So, then, all right. So I get it, and I schedule a follow-up with my neurologist, and he's like, they didn't give you a disc? I'm like, no, they couldn't just send you the data? <laughs> no, you have to go there and get a physical disc and then bring it to my office. So last Friday, I delivered that disc to his office. Like a spy from a 1992 film? Not like a spy at all. Okay. Like a guy wearing a mask in an office to where you cannot even walk in there. Spies wear masks. You have to call them and then they come out and take your temperature and then either let you in or take whatever you hand them. I didn't have to get my temperature taken. I was like, bitch, here's the disc. I'm leaving. And they're like, all right, well, the doctor will call you tomorrow. They didn't call, did they? No. And he didn't. Not. He didn't call Monday either. Did they email you? <laughs> what about a text? Not a text. Not an email. Not oh. a call. I'm paying these motherfuckers cash, mind you. So I called them today. Clearly, the doctor is unavailable. Oh, they never answered the phone. But the woman... They have people to do that. ...who I was speaking with, who I would assume is working, you know, in administration, was like, yeah, there's um, there's an irregularity in the white matter in your brain, but it, it'll be best if you make an appointment with your doctor. As soon as he can see you, it's Thursday. Mind you, we're recording on Tuesday right now. So I did a stupid thing. And went to Google. And uh, after about 30 seconds on Google, no. I just threw my phone away. I'm like, nope. I'll just wait for the doctor. Because they were not very encouraging things that I saw. Oh, no. But there were some things that made sense. Mm-hmm. Like the pain and fucked up memory and occasional lack of focus. Uh, but I... Don't even want to think about the implications of these things right now. Why do people who aren't medical professionals even tell you any of that? Just schedule the appointment. Don't fucking tell me about irregularities. <laughs> God damn it. Now you're going to have anxiety till well, probably past Thursday because they won't be able to tell you anything Thursday. Uh. The doctor's going to tell you exactly what you looked up on Google, and he's going to say, we're, we're going to have to run more tests. Oh, there are way too many things that I looked up on Google for him to tell me all them things. He better narrow it down to one or two. Oh, he's probably going to have a laptop right there when he tells you, well, it looks like, uh, yeah. I have had doctors fucking just pull out their laptop and Google shit right in front of yeah. me. Um, and I don't mind that. I don't think you motherfuckers are really all that smart. I don't think most doctors I've seen or nurse practitioners are that much smarter than me. They just studied some shit for a while. Yep. I can study that same shit for a lesser amount of time and be more proficient than them. They certainly don't know your body better than you do. No one. And that's not just me. That's all of you. You know your bodies way better than they do. Demand the shit that you want. And if they won't give it to you, find someone else. That's correct. Justin knows this intimately. Mm. Now, that is enough about my health issues and anxiety. We're going to talk about my health issues. This is a health show. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. Yeah, I was like asleep by 8. Four. Well, not asleep. Oh, I 
uh, I was like, I said dead to the world by 8.30, 8.45. That's because I stopped looking at my phone. And I, I did watch um, One Night in Miami. Yes. It was pretty good. Should have watched it semi-sober. I was pretty sober. Okay, good. Yeah, I think I had a cocktail and maybe a bowl. And I, I was <laughs> very, I, I liked it. Uh, I thought it got a lot, I thought the dialogue improved as the show went on. Uh, at, it, when they first introduced the characters, I was like, this is kind of, I don't know what the word is. Camp? It's kind of campy, yeah. Yep. Real uh, stereotypical of these characters. Although I gotta say, Jim Brown's fucking that 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 actor who plays Jim Brown. I love him. I I'm upset because I love him from the show Leverage, and I still refer to him as Hardison, which was the the name of his character in Leverage. Uh, I, have, I, but, I might have to watch that show then. Yeah, you definitely have to watch Leverage. Yeah. But yeah, he's amazing. Um, and as we go on, I'm gonna try, try to find his actual name. And of course, the 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 oh shit is when he's talking to that white boy on the porch, the old man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Son, you know we can't let you in the house." And it's like, "Oh, goddamn, okay." But uh, Sam Cooke at the end, that was good. I, I loved I, it. I cried during that song at the oh, end. Oh, I didn't cry. I just thought it was cool. I mean, I get it. Also, um, the, the the actor who played Jim Brown, his name is Aldous. Alexander Basil Hodge. That's too much. Born September 20th, 1986. Oh, he's Best right. known as his portrayal of Alec Hardison on the TNT series Leverage. Okay. Um, but yeah, Aldous Hodge, I guess. We'll, we'll shorten it. Two names. Aldous Hodge. Um, but yeah, I typically try to watch anything he's in if I notice it. Um, We haven't even started the show. Hmm? Are we? What's? What's this now? Apparently, we do a podcast every week, and we start the show at some point. Do you think we should do it now? Slurpy makes Slurperson? This is Alcoholics Autonomous, a show about everything and nothing. The only paranormal you'll find here is a bottle of Sour Mash. If you want to follow along at home, take a drink when you hear us say... Please, please, possibly is. We are not accountable for legal issues or failed relationships. I'm Justin, and this is Christian. Hey, hey, Christian! You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore we drunk, or you can follow myself at ten beers with an O, not a zero. Today's show is being brought to you by Super Bowl Ad Space. Yes, most years we have a bidding war for Super Bowl Ad Space, but it looks like this year we're struggling to find buyers. So if you have five point five million laying around, can you throw us a bone? We're really hungry. Actually, that's not true. The Super Bowl has had no problem getting ad space. However, that 5.5 million is going to get you about 28 seconds. 28 seconds, if you're lucky. But I bring that up because the 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 mega corps, uh, Budweiser or Anheuser Busch, Pepsi and Coke, have said that they are not participating in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, for the first year since 1983, uh, AB. Anheuser-Busch used all of its ad space to introduce a shitty beer called Bud Light. <laughs> there will not be a Budweiser. Since then, there, ha- there has always been a Budweiser commercial during the Super Bowl, but not this year. So, no Clydesdales. No what's up? Oh. Yeah. Um, AB says it's focusing its efforts on the aid to the coronavirus, coronavirus vaccination efforts. But wait. 
There's more. There's some fine print that AB's not telling us. Uh, AB still has what I did a little math on, has four minutes of ad time during the game for its other brands. So it's come out and said, we're not doing any Budweiser's commercials to help the coronavirus vaccinations, but they still have four whole minutes of ad space that they purchased. Are they going to be advertising their terrible-ass seltzers? Hold on, let me get to that, Christian. So if they really wanted to help, they could, but... They need to they need to promote Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, and more. <laughs> so Anheuser Busch uh, <laughs> moves uh, follows a similar announcement with PepsiCo, which won't be advertising its biggest brand Pepsi in order to focus on its sponsorship sponsorship of the halftime show. It will be advertising Mountain Dew and Frito Lay products. <laughs> So go fuck yourself, guys. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. You remember, you remember the one when Hurricane Katrina and Anheuser Busch was like, we we spent ten million to show you guys that we like sponsored six million dollars worth of water to yes. like, help the people in Houston. Yes. This is the same fucking and, thing. And, like you, 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 you did negative good. Yeah, <laughs> you did negative good for publicity. This is but. just fucking a PR scam. Uh. Other veteran Super Bowl advertisers like Coke, Audi, and Avocados from Mexico are sitting out of the game altogether. And if my math is, is my math is correct, AB is still spending about forty-four million dollars on ads while they are using their Budweiser time to help COVID efforts. About five point five or eleven million, depending on you know however much. Seems pretty doing. clear that Budweiser is the strongest product in their arsenal, and everything else needs help. Yeah, right. It's like the people that are going to drink Budweiser are going to drink Budweiser. That's correct. Shitty beer. This is America. Bud heavy, baby. Hey, yo. Wash down that shitty bullshit news with one of these. Is this? Please don't be a fireball. Yeah, I I wanted to give you flashbacks, bro. Oh, God. That's a little tiny container of fireball. I think the last time I drank a little fireball like this, we all went to a rugby game. Do you remember the Uber driver giving us a bunch of fireballs in in the Uber as we were driving to the stadium? That guy is still the best Best Uber Uber driver ever. ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, have some shots. His tip was magnificent. It was. You might even compare it to mine. (laughs) You'll get that after the show is ending. (laughs) Do you have one of these or no? All right. You think I would make you do this by yourself? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this is horrible. Ah, poison! Ceremony! Poison! Drink the poison, Anakin. I never even liked Red Hots as a kid. (laughs) Now I drink it as a man. Bro, when I was in high school, I used to drink hot damn (sighs) every day. What's a hot damn? It's cinnamon schnapps, but you can (sighs) get it at 100 proof. Ooh. Yep. Every fucking day. It's gonna give you shit in your brain. Well, that's that's (laughs) probably why I'm dying right now. What an idiot. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so should we talk about the most fun night that I've had in like nine months? Was that Saturday night? That was indeed Saturday night. God, where Saturday night was a fucking blur to where me. I, I'm not going to say Justin invited us to his place to watch the fight. That's not what happened. I told Justin that we were coming to his place to watch the fight. So a lot of this... Is my fault. But he did it in a way that wasn't telling me. He was like, hey, man, look, this is happening. This is happening. It'd be really cool. I mean, he was going to do it anyway. I was like, yeah, it's fine. How many years have you known me, Justin? Mm, I don't know. Like seven, seven at this point. Eight. So at this point, you know 
that I am a manipulative asshole. You are. You are. I'm more manipulative than asshole. I don't know why I like you. I usually. I don't know why anyone likes me. That's true. And they. And why they tell me fucking secrets that I never asked to know. I don't get it. I think it's because you're a good listener and you like spit back. Like it's like, oh, this person <sighs> actually listened to me. But in my mind, I'm like, shut the fuck up and leave me alone. But yeah. my soul won't let me do that, and I blame my mother for this. She gave you and soul. She fucking knows. Yeah, soul and empathy. I don't even have time for empathy, but um, I got a bunch of it. Super bad. I be crying all the time and shit lately. Uh, I blame some some of that on the medication, but <laughs> make fun of me, bitch. It's the medication. Uh, yeah, I cried watching One Night in Miami. I cried watching Hank Aaron and fucking beat Babe Ruth's home run record. I've been crying a lot. Crying you know what was cool though? Saturday when I, shit, not even drunkenly, told you guys that? Nobody laughed at me. Like, we're we're growing up. I guess so. Uh, anyway, back to Saturday. Again, most fun I've had in like nine or ten months. Uh, what were there, like eight people here? Yeah, just, Which just is the right amount. The most people I've been around since April of 2020. I was nervous. I still am nervous because, you know, symptoms don't manifest for a good 10 to 14 days. True. Um, It's okay. We all wore our masks in the garage. Lies and deceit. <laughs> but at least we were out fucking side and not in the house. True. Um. So anyway, the reason that we gathered was to watch the UFC fight. Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Um, I kind of had a feeling on this fight. That's not the most important thing, though. Um, in the past, we we could reliably come to Justin's house, and due to his ingenuity, we could stream whatever fucking athletic event we wanted with no or minimal problems. This Saturday, Justin decided that he no longer knew his Wi-Fi password. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so me and Professor Kellogg had to reverse engineer. We we had to get creative. What ended up happening? Well, first I was literally watching the prelims just on my phone, hooked up to the Bluetooth speaker because everyone was incompetent. So then, <laughs> so, so then Professor Kellogg gets there, and we're like. He's like, I know we're smart enough to fix this. And I'm like... This is before or after I went to get wings? This is after. Okay, that makes sense. I was watching prelims with your Bluetooth speaker while you were gone. Okay. And trying to move Eddie out of the fucking way because he was drunk and lumbering and just stumbling everywhere. And we started at like 1.30, 2 o'clock. Yeah, don't start drinking at 1.30 on a Saturday. When you no. got stuff to do later. Jesus Christ. So, all right. I, I was fine. Until for yeah, for a little while. <laughs> until you until you couldn't tell us your goddamn Wi-Fi password or even where to find it. So me and Zach were like, Oh shit, I'm not supposed to say his actual name. Whatever. Too late. Professor Kellogg is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Unveiled. <laughs> he was uh, like, wait, I got my laptop in my truck. And we could just turn my phone into a hotspot. And I was like, Zach. You're about to move to the middle of nowhere. I will turn my phone into a hotspot. Then we got an HDMI cord. And then we pirated the fuck out of this fight using my phone for the internet. And we watched it. And it was great. 
Wash it off your phone? We wash it using data from my phone, but connected to his computer, which you hook the HDMI up to your TV. Amazing. This is what we did. Wow. It fucking MacGyver Inspector Gadget I'm headass so niggas. Guys. So that we can watch the fight. And I'm so proud. Alright, poor sweet dick Willie. He's still he's still <sighs> mad at himself because like before the fight I was like, Hey, go ahead and book it on Poirier. Go ahead and book it on Poirier. Uh, he didn't and I'm not mad at him because he's using a fucking site where the minimum bet is $50. Don't do that. If you're a beginner better, you need to be able to bet $5 a few times. Yeah. Don't be betting $50 min bets. And I told him that before I said book it on Poirier. But I guess you can tell by me saying that that Poirier knocked the fuck out of Conor McGregor. I think Conor has lost his last five fights. I feel like he's ruining his legacy. And there's no goddamn way... He's as hungry as his UFC opponents when he made a hundred million from fighting Mayweather, and these motherfuckers are making like eight hundred thousand dollars a fight, and that's on the high end. Well, listening to AJ talk about the fight, he's like the this extended time that Connor has taken off is hurting him. He needs to fight more. Like he needs to get back into the nitty gritty, work on his boxing, and kind of get back to basics because he's taking so much time off and just taking big purses. Is he hurting his you know, his legacy, maybe, but he he needs to get back out there. Well, he's got a shitter get off the pot. But he's, get out there and fight. He's 30-something now? Get out there and fight or just quit. Yeah. Or wait till you can get a payday with, like, Logan Paul or something and then go box him and make a whole, whole bunch of money for no reason. Yeah, whoever that guy is. One of the Pauls, it's either Jake or Logan. I don't know. They're, like, interchangeable to me. They're, like, YouTube stars, but one of them learn how to box. One of, the, one of them is fighting Ben Askren of the UFC uh, in April. Huh. And they're both going to make a shitload of money. And people are saying the Paul brother's going to win. They're like, Ben Askren has no stand-up game. I'm like, Ben Askren has been engaged in combat with other men for like 14 years. So I'm not just going to give it to the Paul brother because he knows how to box a little bit. We'll see if I'm wrong. It was good to see Sweet Dick. Absolutely. And, and 23. And 23. The rest of the crew. Good to see Zach. I, I didn't mean, think... Uh, Kellogg. I didn't know. I like. I didn't know if we were going to make it, bro. Because Eddie was so goddamn drunk that I was... I called my brother and warned him. I'm like, hey. There's a drunk guy here. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I can deal with drunk people. I'm frivolous, Scott. But I'm like, hey, this dude's so drunk that he's getting on my fucking nerves. And we may leave here. He's like, dude, where are you, what are you telling? I'm like, dude, I live a block away. Just come. If it yeah, gets yeah, too, yeah. too annoying, we'll just leave. But somehow, y'all resurrected him. How did you do it? I don't know. Was it the wings? I don't know. Maybe it Is was it the, the shoes? Hey. <laughs> Maybe it was the wings. Uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, shout out to Buffalo. No. Wild Wing, Wild Cafe. Wing Cafe. And Amanda. And Amanda. Amanda. I kind of miss Amanda. I always miss Amanda. I really just miss looking at her for a little while, though. I don't yeah. I was talking to her. Should I be saying this on the podcast? I don't know. That was the other part of Saturday that I had been missing. It's your show. You can say whatever you want. I hadn't seen women who either like weren't related to me or lived in my house in months. You got to see some I ladies. I got to see some ladies. And God damn it. It made me feel great. Yay. It, it's kind of fucking 
counteracting this bad news I got from this MRI. I'm still happy about seeing ladies. Like, <laughs> like I still am. Like, I'm gonna go home and be like, yeah, I got to yeah. see ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. I was not inappropriate, guys. Y'all chill out. I just wanted to see women. That's all. That's all. Maybe talk to him a little bit. Yeah. You know, talk to him. Yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. Take a drink, everybody. Oh, let me get this other fireball for you. Mm-mm. Just kidding. Uh-uh. I wouldn't do that to you. I only do a dumb thing once a day. <laughs> uh, on a good day. On a good day. Yeah, Eddie and I, Eddie showed up at like 1.30 and he was already drinking. Like I took the dog for a walk and he's got a key to my house because he, he takes care of the dog sometimes when I'm out of town or, you know, his daughter lives nearby. So he's, he's, he's on this side of town a lot. And I walk the dog, I come back. Eddie's already got a whiskey in his hand. And I'm like, dude. He's like, yeah, man. It's, it's, you know, he's doing school right now. He's doing, um, well, I don't say what he's doing. But so, Eddie, could you start? He'll be in the health field. Start with the seltzer, buddy. But he's like, let's have a couple whiskeys. So, we sat down and bullshitted for like probably longer than we should have, maybe an hour. We probably had two whiskeys. And then we had to go make a run to Costco. And Costco, we were efficient, bro. I've never seen it so packed. At Costco, but Eddie drove the cart. I grabbed the shit. We were in and out like that. 120 bucks in and out. And then a fatal mistake occurred. Oh. Hey, let's go, Eddie says. Let's go look at the at the liquor side. No. I want to get a bottle. It's on to go. Okay. Immediately we're approached by three lovely young women that are running. You know how they have the samples? Who all work there. <laughs> hey, guys. What are y'all doing today? Oh, I don't know. Nothing, you know. Do you guys want to try this? Oh. Yes, of course. This is like this is Snoop Dogg's vodka. Okay. Snip, snip, snip. This is his other vodka. Blip, blip, blip. How this, many vodka does Snoop Dogg have? This I'm out is, of the loop. I think he had a gin. This is, this is Shipley Donuts beer. So we had like two shots of Shipley Donuts beer. Which actually, jelly donut beer was better than I thought it would be. This sounds weird as shit. Yeah, and then, so then the other girl had her booth, and she's like, try this! And then the other girl had this booth, so she's like, try this! And that was like flavored vodka and gin, so we took shots of that. And, I was, and she's like, do you like it? I'm like, no, but thank you. <laughs> so then we scoured around, we found a bottle of tequila we like. Uh, I wonder what tequila at right now. Well, it was at the curb, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> so, we buy a bottle of tequila, we thank the ladies, we get out, proper buzz at this point. Now, we should go straight back to my house, but we get we get an idea. Let's stop at Hooters and have a beer. No, as a matter of fact, y'all collectively are not allowed to have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so, he stopped it. We stopped at Hooters to have a beer, and before hey. we go inside, Eddie has the great idea. I back the truck up, so the tailgate is at I-10, where all the food from Costco is. And he says, hey, let's take a shot of that tequila before we go inside Hooters. No. Okay, Eddie, here's my pocket knife. <laughs> so we go inside. I think we only had one beer. He thinks. I hope we only had one beer. Yeah. And then we came back. By 5 o'clock... <laughs> 
Eddie had already dropped the Dos Equis on the floor and broke glass all over the place. And when he tried to pick it up, I felt so bad for him that I, I put my hand on his shoulder and was like, it's okay, buddy. I got it. So I picked it up. But he, he resurrected later. He did good. Now the way, problem way later. The like problem 10 with, o'clock at night later. The problem with Eddie is that when he gets drunk, when he's drinking at all, he gets into Eddie shot mode. And he just starts giving people shots. Let's do oh, a yeah. shot. Let's do a shot. Let's do a shot. Okay. Now I don't have to tell you guys that around the Conor McGregor end of the fight, I don't remember much. <laughs> The next day... No, I was feeding you topos so that you would hydrate and stop drinking alcohol. I wondered why there was so little topo left. <laughs> you, you and Eddie drink them. Well, the ones that y'all didn't lose, right, you drink. Right, right, right. So the next day, Eddie, Eddie's getting... It's like, ten, it's like 2 o'clock. Eddie's like, I gotta go. I gotta go do some schoolwork or whatever. I'm like, yeah, man, no worries. And we're looking around for his bottle of tequila. We can't find it. We look, we look, we look all throughout the house in the garage. Can't find it. So he's like, fuck it. Gets his bag. We're walking out to his car. And lo and behold, somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was me, took that bottle of tequila and put it by the recycling at the curb of the he fucking He was like, road. we don't need this anymore. <laughs> Let's give it back to the earth. Oh, But it lived another day. There's still half a bottle of tequila left. Did Eddie take it home? No, it's oh, here. I'm drinking that shit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> we, we definitely can, man. Uh, no, that's cool. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, that that was my version of the Saturday. It was a good. It was a good Saturday, man. It I was, was a good Saturday. I was happy to see Sweet Dick. I was happy to see Eddie after he fucking resurrected from his drunken stupor. Always happy to see you, and uh, and Char. I'm not gonna say her full name. There you go. She says she don't want to listen to the show anymore. <laughs> it's okay. And, and of course, 23. It was. It was most definitely the most fun I've had in many, many, many months. To the point where I literally texted men and told them I had a good time. I've never <laughs> done that. Never. Chris would be crying and texting. Dudes. I have been in isolation for a long time. Um. <laughs> I needed that shit, man. We haven't even talked about... Like, I literally forgot what it was like to have fucking fun. It had been that long. Because you're an old man and you're fucking... I'm not an old man. I just don't want COVID because I feel so shitty all the time, every day. I don't want to add to that. If I can get all the shit that I'm going through under control, I will take way more risks. Okay. All right, let's and I'm it. gonna have to because money's running out, and I gotta work. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go back to work. This yeah. is America. Yeah, shit is uh, shit's getting it's getting a little sketchy. I'm I'm still all right. Don't be concerned for me. But uh, if I put a GoFundMe on my Twitter, it's because I need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a PayPal on there. GoFundMe takes money from you. Uh, PayPal, Zell, y'all motherfuckers, Zell, y'all want my phone number? Cause I'll give it to you. <laughs> So, let's see. Okay, let's run through some stuff because I know we're going to run out of time. Yeah. Uh, Paco Gutierrez, age nine, always wanted a Nintendo console. But being in Venezuela, it was just a distant dream because he was so poor. But using his creativity and the help from his uncle, he made a cardboard Mario game from scratch and posted on YouTube. The video went viral. Thanks to Nintendo, uh, Video Nintendo CEO Doug Bowser, who personally flew to Venezuela and gave Paco a cease and desist order 
and is going to sue his family for $200 million. $200 million? Yo, Nintendo. Nintendo and their trademark and copyright laws, they're so fucking draconian. And, like, I... I, I I, I sort of get it because that's I, I don't no no I don't believe that's actually true. It's probably but it was not. way too funny. It's just not a to joke. Yeah. But like Nintendo is like you know if you don't protect but they're your, like that if you don't protect your copyright vigorously, uh, you'll lose it. But Nintendo's to the point where like oh this game we put out in two thousand one or whenever the fuck Melee came out. Oh, one. No, you, yeah, you can't stream this anymore because we're not making any money from it. So you can't stream it without our permission. Season assist. I'm like, you're not losing any money. No. You're not selling new melee discs. If you were, we would have them. Yeah. They wouldn't cost fucking $120 on eBay. God. You're not losing money from this. Nintendo should make more melee discs. They should make more. And they should shut the fuck up sometimes. I agree. There's people a are, finite amount of melee discs. People are fucking streaming their shit on Twitch, giving them all kinds of exposure. Like, nah, mm-mm, not allowed. What do you mean? Why can't I advertise your game? I don't know, man. They're, they some hoes. That's they all I gotta say about hoes. GameStop, speaking of video games. If you can explain to me... Why the fuck GameStop stock has gone up like 120% in two days? The last, okay, it's way more than, well, it might be 120. Okay, so today, when I looked, it was $147 a share. The day before, it had gone up to 116 and then dropped to like 68 and now is back up, like I said today, to $147 a share. Um... One of a professional stockbroker or one of the guys of GameStop says, "If you want to gamble, go to a casino." I, I love this. I love it a hundred percent because fuck all these professional investors. <laughs> but he said, uh, "This is not what the markets are for." The Loop Capital analyst Anthony Chakumba warned retail investors playing GameStop. Mm, I've been on Wall Street for over twenty years, and I cannot think of anything. That I've seen that is nearly as insane as what's going on with GameStop right now. Uh, the analyst dropped coverage of the stock on January 11th. On Friday, veteran trader Brian Shannon warned short sellers against trying to go against a stock like GameStop when it's up too much. He said, quote, they'll try to go in and short the stock and then the stock rallies 10% and then the, and, and, and they cover. When that happens... Sorry. And then what happens is it becomes a perpetual short squeeze machine, Shannon told Yahoo Finance. If you look at short interest numbers, they're rotating extremely fast right now. It's a game of musical chairs. If you're involved in it, if you're looking to short it, wait for it to break down. There's no such thing as up too much. And just for reference for anybody who's not aware Shorting a stock is literally buying, buy, buying shares of a stock that you don't own and selling them so that when the stock goes down, you make money. I, if I was a millionaire, I would be shorting this fucking stock. It's, it's a completely obsolete business model. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to go buy physical media from a store right now? I haven't bought physical media in terms of video games in like eight years, I would imagine that everyone else is trending in this direction. Now, there are some purists 
who want to get collector's items with yes. the fancy boxes and shit. I don't think there's enough of them. There's also, not. a whole bunch of us are fucking broke right now. Yes. There's a pandemic, and the government isn't fucking helping. I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, did they, like, mine a whole bunch of Bitcoin or something? Like, I, I have no idea why this stock is shooting up like this. It's it just, makes no sense. It's just assholes like me and you on Robinhood buying up the fucking stock and making it go through the. It room. is not assholes like me and you. It is billionaires doing this. Oh, yeah? We don't have enough money to move stocks. Okay. Just like when we're betting, we don't bet enough to move lines. Move lines. These motherfuckers have billions of dollars. I don't know what they're doing. If I did, I'd probably have billions of dollars. You've had more money. Um, I don't know what they're doing, but I am curious to find out. Like, what is their end goal? Because of all the stocks to pump, that is... Artificially raise the stock price by just buying up, buying up a bunch of shit, and then selling it all after the price goes up, pump and dump. Why GameStop of all stocks? Why people on Reddit like GameStop? I guess I There's don't know. Not enough people on Reddit for this to work, and it's seen. <laughs> I don't know, man. This Every- is one of the most perplexing things I've ever seen. Though it's wild man. since I've been following the stock. Market. I've been enjoying like going to work and be like, let's see what GameStop's at right now. Because like, it's been exciting. It, the price has gone up so much, they've literally halted trading in two days. On two days. Two separate days. They're like, no, no, no. This doesn't make any sense. No one can trade it anymore. Yeah. On two separate days, something stupid is happening. Yes. And I cannot wait to see what I how it shakes out. I love or, the chaos. Or who's going. About it. I feel like somebody's going to go to prison. But rich white guys don't go to prison a lot. Not so. very often. We'll see what happens. If they do, they hang themselves. Epstein? Hey. Damn, I read a story about him earlier. I didn't do enough research, but it turns out there was a guy who was leading um, like a capital investment firm who paid Jeffrey Epstein $150 million over the course of two or three years. Wow. And he has been forced to resign. Ah. Lots of white guys get now that. Now that somebody was like, hey, this doesn't look right. He's like, oh, sorry, quit. Come on, man. This shit is bullshit. <laughs> like, what is justice? What is justice? Dude, how, how long have we been doing this? Because I want you to talk about a playoff game. Uh, uh, but you got to pick one. Uh, I better pick Buffalo because I didn't like the Green Bay game. Who did Buffalo play? Either. Buffalo played Kansas City Chiefs. Long little Chiefs. And I really, really wanted the Bills to, to win that game. Me and too. the very you know first half of the first quarter looked pretty good. Okay. But as you know, the Kansas City Chiefs can score in like .2 seconds. And uh, after that 10-0 lead, it was over really quick. They made Josh Allen very uncomfortable. Uh, my hat goes off to uh, who's the DC over there in Kansas City. Stump and never know. I only know the enemy and fat yeah. guy. Anyway, yeah, he 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 did a hell of a scheme against Josh Allen. Left him uncomfortable. Couldn't get Stefan Diggs open. And Josh Allen looked like he was uncomfortable the whole yeah, time. That the Chiefs DBs looked better than I've seen them all, all year. And yeah, and then you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Which is just game not over. fair. It's yeah, not fair. It's just well, hey, create a player on a video game. Oh, 99, 99. All right, go out there and play. Yeah. Oh, we can't lose? Who would have thought? Go run under the zone. Um, 
So yeah, that was the game. I I was really hoping for a more competitive game out of the Bills, uh, but I they made great strides this year, and I hope I hope they build on that and they are better next year. Um, what's his name? Allen, Josh, Allen. Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills, first year in the league, ten touchdowns. Second year in the league, twenty touchdowns passing. Third year in the league, forty touchdowns passing, fifty total. Nine rushing, one receiving. That's like, stupid. He is his rise is meteoric. Yeah. So I I can see why all these teams are trying to trying to uh, take that OC and or the quarterback coach from the Bills. The Texans should be trying to do the same thing, um, because that's ridiculous. Bro. Doubling your fucking touch your passing touchdowns every year. Every year. Now I didn't see. Now he's not gonna double it again. Chill out. I'm not saying that, but he's doing great. He's gonna have a hundred touchdowns. <laughs> Now, I didn't see the end of the Packer game because I, well, Justin needed to take a nap on Sunday. But I heard Aaron Rodgers should have just ran the ball. But I didn't see the play. I'm not going to lie. He coached out. Oh, I'm sorry. He pushed out and Matt LaFleur pushed out. Yeah. Um, honestly, he should have ran the ball on second down. Third down, it was like third and eight. Uh, he threw to Devontae Adams, which is normally a good idea. Great he idea. Was fucking double covered. And Aaron Rodgers could have run for at least seven of those eight yards. It looked to me. Um, I'm not going to say that for sure. NFL players are fucking faster than you, you can even imagine. Yeah. Um, And then on the eight-yard line on fourth down, he kicked the field goal. And after that, I was like, over. Remember the surrender index? You surrendered, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it was over. Um, and earlier you said uh, the, Bills came, the Bills got up 10-0. They didn't. They got up 9 0. 9. They missed the extra point. And that impacted the entire game. Yep. These Took fucking field goal kickers, man. Wind out of your sails. They're so goddamn important, even though we pay them little regard. Yeah. Hey. All right. So, we so talk- we've got the Super Bowl is set. We have Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes again. Although this time it'll be a Super Bowl instead of an AFC championship game. And the most important part of that is. For the first time ever. Home game. Yes, the team in a Super Bowl has a home game. Tampa Bay is playing against the Chiefs in their own stadium. I remember they were talking about the Dallas Cowboys doing that one year. <laughs> they talked about Minnesota doing it one year. Uh-huh. It's just something that the media wants to happen so they can write a bunch of shit about so it. they can write it. Now they finally got it. Hey. And I'm torn. I don't want Tom Brady to win any more Super Bowls. No, go This is home. his 10th Super Bowl. Go That's home, insane. Tom. But the Bucks have a black offensive coordinator, a black defense coordinator, a black running game co- coordinator, and uh, assistant head coach, and a black special teams coordinator. And I don't know if that's ever happened. Wow. In I a Super Bowl. Yeah, Bruce Arians is like, Come on in, niggas. I just know Bruce Arians is with my ex girlfriend's dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> to to a T, man. And I think Byron Leftwich, which is their OC, I think he will get a head coach. He's getting a job soon. somewhere. Yeah, um, I remember when Byron Leftwich was in the league. I remember when they were carrying him down the field because his knee was torn the fuck up. And he was Oof. still throwing completions. God, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know who to root for in the Super Bowl yet. But I know who my money would be on, and that's the people with cheat code players. Yes. And I feel like Bruce 
Arians. Arians outcoached Matt LaFleur of the Packers. I feel like he outcoached him. I don't know that it's going to be that easy to outcoach Andy Reid and his coaching staff. Don't know. Because I've very rarely seen it in this iteration with Reid and the enemy and the rest. They very rarely get out coach. Tom Brady only loses Super Bowls to NFC East fans. Mahomes My, fucking got concussed, and Andy Reid still out coached the opposition. I know. With fucking Henny. So, Old man. Henny. I don't have a lot of faith that uh, Andy's going to out coach him, but. That's going to be the thing that Tom Brady I'm, just fucking well. They've got a defense too, but their defense is amazing. The fucker just wills. He doesn't do a lot. The nigga threw three picks last game. And they know. still won. That defense is carrying. Yeah. Um. And they got a run game, Leonard. I think it's going to be really a battle of coaching and Tyreek Hill's going to have to get loose. Loose. If they want to win, he's going to have to score like a fucking 50-yard touchdown or some shit. Um, I'm excited about it. I hate that we have to wait a fucking week for the fake Pro Bowl celebration. We have a draft next I weekend. I don't even believe they're playing a game. No, there's no, there's no we game. We do have a um, a dynasty fantasy draft next Correct. weekend. I am excited about it, and also I have done zero work. I've done zero work. I don't even know what I don't even know who's in. Using. I know it's fan tracks, but I don't know. I don't even know who's in the pool. I, um, I guess when we do it, I'll just be like, okay, he's a one, he's a two. Uh, don't even look at that guy. Chance is gonna help us because we don't know what to prioritize. Like, True. Do we want this great player or do we want next year's first round pick? Like I have no idea. Um, man, besides the fucking cat gang that's now in my backyard. I don't have shit to talk about. You're done? You're out. No. no, no. I mean, I, I have shit, but this is to, to wrap the show up. It's 725. Hey. We should wrap it up. All right. I so know we're at, we're at 46 minutes right now. You told me that I was doing the rip, correct? You are doing the rip. But before we do the rip, let me do a films that Roger Ebert hates. And I don't know how current this is. I have a McAfee tweet of the week. Mac. It's probably not. It's probably not current. And I, I'm I'm less of a fan of McAfee now than I was at the beginning of Because he got arrested? Because he got caught? It's not because he got arrested. It's because he was like, Donald Trump, I know they ban you from Twitter, so you can use my account by proxy <laughs> to spread more misinformation to idiot people. <laughs> and I was like, man, fuck you. Why are you even tweeting, nigga? You're in jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Films that Roger Ebert hates. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Most of the people look as if they would rather be in other movies. The movie basically has one joke, which is Ace Ventura's weird, nerdy strangeness. If you laugh at this joke, chances are you laugh at Jerry Lewis, too. And I can sympathize with you, even if I can't understand you. I found this movie a long, unfunny slog through an (laughs) impenetrable plot. Kids might like it. Real little kids. <laughs> well, Roger, I love Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I think Roger got to the point where, you know what? 
I don't think you can be a film critic for 40 years. I don't think you can either. You get too jaded and yeah. then you can't connect to regular people. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely correct. It's, but, just, it's just like any other job. Like, you fucking politicians, you've been in office for too goddamn long. Yeah, you you're 78 and a millionaire. Yeah. What the fuck do you know about what's going on with regular Americans? Not a goddamn thing. Um, but I still will enjoy him eviscerating movies that he doesn't like. Even if I like them. I don't care. It's good to hear about him. And then uh, the McAfee Tweet of, tweet of the Week. Tweet a, of the a Week. A culture where business leaders are forced into hiding. Credentials are threatened. Political leaders are expelled or censored. People fired for their beliefs. Witch hunts for dissenters. This was life under Stalin's Soviet Politburo. This is happening now in America. And I just want to say that I spelled that word correctly, or pronounced it, Politburo, only because I've been reading books, guys. <laughs> Hey, don't let him fool you. He's not reading for knowledge. He's reading for money. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. And that's been a McAfee Tweet of the Week. Goddamn. I have a lot, and I intended to leave one of these. So, well, shit. Two. Christian, talk about Hank Aaron. First, we got to give shout-outs to the most famous fucking interviewing journalist of all time, Larry King. Larry King. Who died two days ago. Rip, Larry. Um, I didn't even know he died. That's so we weird. We are recording this show on the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bean Bryant's death. What I'm happy about on that is his wife and family requested that nobody show any fucking photos of the helicopter crash or the bodies once they were recovered. I have not seen one of those today. Hmm. So I'm happy that most people listened and were sensitive that's cool. Those pictures were leaked by LAPD in the first place because they're scumbags. Um, I know what it's like, man. A year later, it you don't think it's going to hit you, but it does. It does. It hits you. and You don't even know when it's going to do it, but some little stupid thing will fucking set it off. Next it thing you know, you're crying like a piece of shit. any little fucking thing, man. Yep. And so I want to talk about Hank Aaron, who died a couple days ago. Um... I cried watching him break uh, Babe Ruth's home run record. I'm honestly shocked that I had never watched the footage of this before. And if we were more um, technologically advanced podcast, <laughs> I would fucking uh, let you guys listen to that shit right now. But we are not. This is a tweet from John Schwartz. When Hank Aaron was getting close to breaking Babe Ruth's home run record in 1973, the sports editor of the Atlanta Journal, he played for the Briz, ordered an obituary pre-written for Aaron in case he was assassinated. Wow. And I will read the text. What had never occurred to me was that racism would get involved in the process. Remember, these are the early 70s Deep South the more we wrote about Aaron's challenge, the more the more phone calls we got calling us nigger lovers. The callers all wanted to point out that Aaron might break the record, but that he had had more at bats than Ruth. The composing room was all white, all male. The printers referred to Aaron as super nigger, as in, how many stories you doing on super nigger today? I began to worry that something might happen to Aaron. 
What if some nut decided to save the white racist pride and kill it? I ordered an obit written and filed away just in case. And when I read this, I cried. Because this is not a long time ago. This is 50 years ago. This is the early 70s where people still had this hatred in their heart for a fucking sports record. It's a dude hitting a ball. What the fuck? Anyway, I love you guys. And yeah, I am passion. done. Rip Hank. He was the best. He was, he was amazing. All right, guys. Well, that's our show. Kind of sad. <laughs> kind of on a damn. I couldn't. I couldn't do it earlier in the show because I know. the last five times I read that, I cried, and I didn't want to start crying at fifteen minutes in. Okay, then I'm gonna use this to end the show on because it's been in my repertoire for a while and I haven't done it yet. So there's a movie called Orca. They made, I can't I can't tell you if it's before or after Jaws, but one of the Facebook groups I've been in, uh, he wrote a review on it. So here we go. Orca. So finally got around to watching this masterpiece. It's mind-boggling how this ever got off the ground, how they persuaded Richard Harris and Charlotte Rampling to go along with it. Here are some of the highlights. Number one, Nolan, Harris, needs to pay off the mortgage on his fishing boat. His plan is to catch a killer whale to sell it to SeaWorld. He intends to catch it with a harpoon. Not a good strategy. Number two, opening scene sees Orca kill Great White Shark. Literally kicks it out of the sea in unsubtle fuck you to Jaws. Spielberg, Benchley, and the entire movie going world. Number three, Nolan's crew of gnarly old sea dogs includes Bo Derek, presence never explained, and Robert Carradine as a Hooper type shoe in. Number four, at what point the orca blows up an entire fishing port despite being a sea-based mammal? Number five, Rachel, Charlotte Rampling, offers to sleep with Nolan if he promises to stop killing orcas. Number six. I how fucked if you stop killing Chamu. The chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is in it as a mysteriously as a mysterious shaman fisherman who has experience of whales blowing up oil refineries. <laughs> Number seven, orcas don't make that clicky sound you thought they did. They roar like a T-Rex. And number eight, the final scene involves a shootout on an iceberg. Yes, a shootout on an iceberg. Say the name of this movie again so that I can go watch it immediately. Orca. That's it. Orca! <laughs> Exclamation point. And that's our show, guys. Rip Hank Aaron. Rick Larry King and uh, Rip Kobe B. Bryant and condolences to his family again and all those around. Love y'all.